I'm Taylor Cranwell. Sheets and this is the Jackson City Social Club. Hell was the promised land. I'm way down now. I'm way down now. Everyone read the book, but nobody took a second look. I'm way down now. I'm way down. You're listening to Way Down Now by Franklin Gotham, one of the projects that was highlighted uh, during my interview with Jared Nicolay. Uh, since I've had that interview, I've listened to a number of their other tracks, and they are really a tight group and, and project. So I just encourage you all to check them out on SoundCloud or YouTube or wherever you find your music. So on today's show, we're chatting with Greg Knott from Greg Knott Studios down in the Torpedo Factory. He's a pop artist, you might say. He uses his photography and takes a whole new look at the peanut butter and jelly sandwich or rock, paper, scissors. Uh, it's, it's really cool art, kind of a deconstructive art, something you have to think about when you look at it. Uh, but he is a, an interesting fellow who I actually met when I was looking for a location to host my podcast at times. I was at the Torpedo Factory. I ran into him and he's like, hey, I'm starting a podcast too. And, you know, you're, you're welcome to use my studio or somewhere in the Torpedo Factory. So we've become friends since then. And I thought it'd be neat to have him on the show to talk about his art. Um, so if you guys ever are down in King Street or in Old Town in Alexandria at the Torpedo Factory, go check it out. Uh, it's, it's worth a visit. Um, I also, in the beginning of the show, highlight a couple other bands that I've really gotten into since the last episode. So uh, bear with me for the first couple minutes. But we get into the interview with Greg in about the fourth or fifth minute. So on to the interview. Show me. All right, Greg, welcome to the show. Great, thanks for having me. All right, good. So before we jump in to discuss your art, I wanted to, to give a shout out to a couple local uh, artists that I've been uh, following a little bit recently. And they're, and they're not the, uh, the, the art with the paintbrush or the sculpting, they're the art with the music and the guitar. Well, it's all in the arts, let's hear it. Yeah, so uh, one, of the, one of the bands that I recently discovered is called Touch the Buffalo. Okay. Uh, they seem like a really cool act out of Arlington. Um, kind of remind me of the replacements a little bit, but back in the eighties, but oh, geez, you're going way back there, but, but definitely a cool sort of, um, uh, uh, updated sound on that whatnot. And they have a, they have a song called sing the bells, which I probably played now 15 or 20 times on SoundCloud <laughs> since I found them. Uh, they're a cool alt rock band. Um, another one that I wanted to give a shout out and this guy's a little bigger, I know, and I'm not quite sure he's still in the area, but he is, uh, he was out of Baltimore for a while. His name was George Cessna and he had okay. a band called the snakes and they have a couple songs that I just, I think, are great. They're, he's, they're kind of uh, what I would say is like um, roots rock or something. Okay. And I would put him sort of like a Johnny Cash meets Depeche Mode. Oh, nice. So kind of a cool uh, a combination there. But they have a couple songs, if, if, if the listeners want to check out, called, uh, or it's actually George Cessna has one, and I think Snakes is on the other. But no, I think they're both Snakes, but uh, Leave Me Alone is one of the songs, and Young American. And actually, if you listen to, there's an acoustic version of Young American uh, that is actually probably better than the, it's in like a home, it's like a home uh, recording uh, version of it that he did. It, I think it's really cool. And there's also a, obviously a studio produced one that he has, that he's gotten a lot of followers for. And then finally, I wanted to mention another guy that I just discovered uh, named Justin Baker. And I discovered this guy off of Craigslist, as a matter of fact, <laughs> because I'm looking for a singer to re-record a song that I wrote. And, and he has an ad looking for, you know, he wants to play rhythm guitar, sing, he's a songwriter and whatnot. And, and he had a little link to check out his stuff. And it's under uh, 
Bed Tundy, which is obviously an odd name because it's very close to Ted Bundy. But oh yeah, uh, I don't know about that one. His, his name is Justin Baker, yeah. and he looks like he's out of Southern Maryland. And he's got a couple like like cool uh, videos of him just playing acoustic guitars, acoustic guitar, and it's playing some originals. He's got a great voice. Um, sort of, he's a, kind of on the folk side, at least with the acoustic. And he's got this song called "Here We Go Again" and "Stones," yeah. both of which I think are worth checking out. This, he's got yeah. he's he's certainly got some talent on him. So, but I just want to give a shout out to those guys. Uh, and and now let's jump into uh, the Greg Knott <laughs> Art Show here. So I'm actually honored to, that you're here. Uh, Again, thanks for having me. I'm flattered to be on your show. So, so Greg, give me a quick uh, history of your your work prior to actually becoming an artist. And I know, because uh, I know you were in the corporate world, or you were sort of doing this as a complete sort of a career in terms of a, but more of a job than yeah. as a than, than as a let's say artist, right? Is, is that is that correct? I know you may have been always doing art, but it wasn't your main focus. It was more sort of commercial, no? Was, yeah, no, it was definitely commercial photography. Um, and I used to kind of get a little offended when people would say I was an artist because I was like, no, no, I'm a commercial photographer. An artist to me meant uh, lazy and unemployed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you made money. You made I money did. I, I made money as a commercial photographer. and was doing just fine. And then just kind of about eight years ago, accidentally got into the arts uh, actually at the local art festival, Delray Art Festival. And you have a funny, funny story, I think, of how you, you got into the art world. Yeah, well, it was, uh, you know, if I go into the whole thing, it was, uh, I was just starting to shoot some, I just had kids, and I was starting to shoot some family photography. And uh, I, w- I wanted to ex- exhibit at the Delray Art Festival, but you couldn't show, you had to show artwork. And so I signed up for the festival, and I said, I'll just, I'll think of something, and I'll exhibit that, but I'll hand out my family uh postcards uh and uh, i didn't think i'd sell anything and just kind of to my surprise i sold some work got some feedback i adjusted the work a little bit and then uh it took off i went down to miami uh kind of on a whim uh well i applied to nine shows down there and they were juried shows at this point and i kind of thought i'd get into one maybe two if i was lucky i got into all nine i won best in show at one best in category another one and sales were great. And so all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, I, I, I'm on to something here, I guess. So to, so to back up a bit and yeah. talk about your actual art um, yeah. that, you, that you sort of cre- created quickly on, not, you know, sort of, it wasn't a whim, but you, yeah. but you had to put some effort into it. But it was sort of, hey, I'm going to sign up for this show. Yeah. But I'm not really sure what I'm even going to show in the show. You got that right. Uh, so you're, I, I would love for you to describe a bit of your art, but I've looked at it a little bit. It yeah. seems to be like a thinking man's art. You kind of yeah. have to figure out what it is. I also saw it described as like series photography or deconstruction photography. Deconstruction, definitely. Um, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, it didn't start out that way. It started out, you know, that very first show. I just, my uh, studio, I have a back building behind my house that uh, my studio was in. And so I was like two weeks before the show and I just kind of had to find something and I was into uh, kind of triptychs. And so I just took what was in the house and, you know, so I had apple, apple and apple Mentos. I had uh, tomato, tomato, red apple. Um, And so they didn't, they weren't quite a deconstruction yet, except for one because we had a s'mores pit at the house. Mm-hmm. And so I had the uh, graham crackers, marshmallow, and Hershey bar. And the response from that one was amazing. And so kind of after that, I came up with the duck, duck, goose, and rock, paper, scissors. You know, the themes. Yeah, the themes. Yeah. And so now everything is a 
deconstruction. But it was really from that feedback I got from people at that first show. So my advice to artists all the time is is listen to your, listen to the crowd, listen to the people. Don't get stubborn. Yeah, the, you know. the your so to describe your art for the listeners, it's sort of a it's generally three to four. Sometimes I saw even up to six sort of yeah. photographs together. Yeah, and they all sort of they 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 they're sort of a, a, a photograph of something individual. And you kind of like, well, what's this rock sitting here? And of course, it's sitting next to a piece of paper, yeah. and of course, next sitting next to some scissors, yeah. right? And and these are, but these are pretty cool photographs too. They're not oh, just a, a picture of a rock, yeah. you know, sort of randomly. They're 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 nicely done, yeah. uh, and they def, definitely form a theme, right? And so, um, how did you? I mean, how, how did you decide to shoot those those items sort of the way they are, or not do it? Let's say out side on you know a, a deck as opposed to in like a studio or something well i was i was been a studio photographer even on location i would bring all my lights um and i have a, a background in um tabletop product photography mm -hmm. and so it was just kind of natural to put it on set and and do that and you know, just kind of fl flowed i don't know it just kind of worked yeah so. well that's cool and then when so you said you went to Miami and, and you, yeah. you won a lot of awards there. And so yeah. when did you sort of, when did your artwork sort of get legs and start sort of taking off in terms of like, this is something I really have going here and people like it. And it was really, I, I, it was really that first year I, it, I took off real immediately. And, um, you know, I know other artists struggle to get the word out and get seen, but I just, from that very first, after that very first show, and I adjusted the work a little bit, I had no ego in it, and so I just applied to everything. And, you know, I'd apply to stuff, and some of my artist friends would, you know, you've got no business applying to that. You haven't been in the arts. Yeah. And I was like, well, you I have to earn they, it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you have to earn it. But it's, I was like, you know, they could say no. Sure. And I, and I, do, I knew some artists that apply to stuff, and their ego is devastated, and they take a year off and they try to adjust the work and they, and I would get rejected. I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, I applied to 10 things. I got into seven of them. Yeah. You know, that's way better than, uh, you know, being cautious and only applying to two things and getting into so two. two shows. I mean, you're applying yeah, to two, two shows, shows right? Yeah. Two shows. All right. And, and then, know. so was it by word of mouth that people started looking up or is it just that the people coming to the shows, uh, sort of just saw it at the show and said, I, I need this. I need this in my house or I yeah. need this in my, in my restaurant or I need this somewhere. You know? No, definitely. I mean, would you, I mean, you, you got to show your work. If you're a musician, you got to go out and play, whether it's at the little local, you know, club or the local, whatever it is. Uh, same with me. I just showed my work at restaurants and then, uh, moved up the food chain to outdoor art festivals and then moved up the chain to kind of, there's these, uh, 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 gallery art festivals that are around the country, around the world, actually. Um, but just always just kept showing work. And you, that's, you know, I always tell people there's a lot of money in the arts. If you're sitting on the couch waiting to be discovered, whether you're a band or a painter or a photographer or whatever it is, if you're sitting on the couch waiting to be discovered, it's not going to happen. So do you have, in, in terms of the monetary return on, yeah. on your art, are you now making sort of more in the art than you were as a commercial photographer? Or do you still do commercial photography gigs? It seems like you still do some of that, but... Yeah, I occasionally, I occasionally still have a couple of commercial clients that'll call me. And, uh, you know, we just have a relationship, and so I'm sure I'll do it. Um, one's a, a not local nonprofit that just called me up. Uh, two days ago, and I'm like, yeah, sure. 
Um, but as far as monetary, I was probably making the most when I was shooting weddings. But I was shooting uh, my peak year, I was shooting like 45 weddings a year. And I was starting to get up to that upper level where I was getting seven, eight, nine thousand dollars a wedding. But my expenses on it and a full time assistant, mm-hmm. the albums, the you know, the you know, the work that went into it, the portraits, the framing, the so my expenses were extremely high as well. Sure. So my take home, I don't know I I'm probably probably taking home now more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won't you show me anything, anything but news? All right, so tell me, what's your, uh, do you have a favorite piece that you've done in your art at this point? <laughs> or your bestseller, so to speak? Yeah, it, oh, it, my bestseller is definitely my favorite. Because uh, I, I tell people I got in the arts for the money. And uh, some of the more passionate artists kind of are offended by that statement but and if you're yeah if you're an artist out there don't scoff at this because you're not doing it for just for simple pleasure because you would just keep it in your house otherwise that's right i you know i'm in it to sell it and it kills me when artists even at you know the torpedo factory i am they have not for sell well i mean jackie I, i used to share a studio with you know she had not for sale on a piece and i said what's the deal with that and she says well i'm not done with it yet and I, I, if I sell it, you're done with it. Yeah. You know, let's get yeah. it out. If I don't sell it, then you can keep working on it. But put a price on it and let's, let's it move moving. it. You know. <laughs> so to answer your question, my favorite bestseller is definitely Rock Paper Scissors. Rock Paper Scissors. I've got four or five versions of it, so different colors and. Okay. Um, and that's typically what happens to the better sellers is they kind of feed on themselves, and people want a different color or different. You know the the. Uh, alcohol series that's one that just blew up yeah with the martini um, that one or or, or different ones yeah, well the, the martini it's, uh, that all started um probably the third year i was doing shows down in miami and a guy asked me if i could do a uh, jack and diet coke and i said sure you know i didn't have any drink pieces at this point and uh he mailed me his glass he lived in chicago and i shot it for him he wanted a uh excuse me he wanted a large one for himself and then four small ones for his buddies because i think they make fun of him for uh, drinking jack and coke but he was a big guy cut you wouldn't make fun of him if you weren't his friend and i didn't think anything of it i put it in my bin yeah and everybody that saw it said hey do you have jim beam and coke (laughs) do you have a martini do you have a, a hendrix and whatever it is and so it's there's no one best seller in that category, but it's my best selling category. Right. Okay. okay. And, and again, for the listeners who haven't seen this, these are really really cool photos. They're not not just like a iPhone yeah. photo that you yeah. take of a bottle of Jim Beam or or a paper rock and a scissor. They're they're done really tastefully and, and whatnot. You need to check it out. I want to give you a quick yeah. plug here. Where, yeah, please. What's your what's your um your website or your yeah, Instagram so or gregnot.com. So g r e g k n o t t dot com. And Instagram is, uh, I think it's not Greg, is my Instagram. K N O T T. K N O T T. Okay, yeah. not Greg uh, oh. for Instagram. Um, um, the uh, so, as an artist though, let me ask you this: uh, uh, jumping uh, a little bit over to when you walk in to an art gallery. Do you ever look at some of the other art on the wall and just say, this is crap? Yeah, all the time. I mean, like, this isn't really art. Because I do that sometimes, too, but I don't know, you know, what's considered art. And some people will think, I guess it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. 
but that that's happened to you is it has uh, it happened to you in the local area yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean definitely so. it's it, well, I, mean, I mean i often say if you know because my work is not everyone's cup of tea either it's down the kind of pop art vein sure and uh if i say if you know if you if everyone likes your work you're creating generic crap if some people hate it and some people love it and buy it that's kind of your goal right um you know back to music i mean if you're if you're not into grunge but that's somebody else's jam you know that's great yeah no you don't want to create classical music or whatever it is but yeah in the the arts it's you know do something funky and you love it and see if some other people love it yeah i guess it's it, it's got to be you know a population has to enjoy it if it's if yeah. they're not liking it you're not going to do very well yeah you have to you have yeah. to those are the artists that don't want to make money on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they do their art, and then they might as well keep it in their house. Because if it's not selling, I guess, yeah. why are you really doing it? Yeah, and, and some people do. You know, I've got a good buddy that does it for, you know, kind of almost for therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some painters do. They don't Definitely. care at the at the factory. We have a, a fair percentage that are independently wealthy, or it's a second career, so they have a pension, and they don't care if they sell. And they're doing it because they love the act of painting and creating. So. Uh, so that's cool. So, so besides um, the photography, do you dabble in any other kinds of art, or not or, really? Or have you looked no. at doing any other types of photography? I mean, not talking about the commercial, but like sort yeah. of a different artistic take on with photography. I'm gonna run this vein as long as I can. Okay. monetize it. <laughs> the series yeah. deconstruction. I mean, it, when it goes dry, and then I, I suppose I'll saturate the market maybe at some point. Well, I like your honesty. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this: What other are, are there other artists in the area that you're keeping an eye on that you think are sort of up and coming? Um, yeah, Greenway's an artist. He's uh, he's at the factory for a little bit. I really, he puts his passion into the work. And it's the opposite of mine, where mine is very clean and simple. His is very, uh, you know, it's got a lot going on. And when he kind of tells you what's going on in there, you're like, holy crap, that's a lot. <laughs> Is Greenway his last name or? Uh, it's his last it's, name, but he just goes just by goes by Greenway. Yeah, just he's oh, Greenway. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's Cher, Greenway, Sting. Yeah, they, they're all in Madonna, there. Madonna. Prince. Yeah. yeah, so he's in good company. Yeah, the, the, uh, but uh, is he Green the only, Greenway one of the only ones, or you, or you see some others that you really you really like their work and think they're uh, Ed King is a pop artist down in Miami. Okay. Totally respect his work. Um, we've collaborated on a few pieces where I would do some we we. We had dreams, and it didn't really work out, of doing, I'll do some portraits, which kind of brings me back to some of my family portraits. And then he would paint on top of it, and he's a pop artist. Um, and we did a couple together, and then just we both got busy doing other things. But I think there's some money there. Yeah. Um, and I come back to that theme often. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. And then um, when... when uh, Oh, I know. Is there any artists? Let's go. Let's jump back. So you work at the Torpedo Factory, and I, I know I'm, I've well said this in the preamble yeah. that you're working at the Torpedo Factory, uh, which is a big art hub here in Alexandria. Uh, it used to be a place where they actually made torpedoes yeah, back sure. in World War II, yeah. and uh, but then they did something uh, pleasant with it, which was turned into an art gallery. I don't know when did the Torpedo Factory actually? Start? Well, they stopped making uh, torpedoes there. And then it turned into just a warehouse, mm-hmm. and that end in King Street was just a dump. Yeah, uh, and it was that forty-five like, years ago. Forty-five. Yeah, so in they, the seventies or so. Yeah, so it was seventy-two, seventy-four, something like that. And uh, it was going to be temporary, 
Uh, and we'll see what the city does. It may end up being temporary because they're making some ruckus. But um, it's been very successful uh, there. And so there's 86 studios, six galleries. Yeah. So it's uh, one of the largest tourist attractions in Alexandria. Yeah. If, if, so, if, you've, if you're visiting Alexandria yeah. or, you're not, or, you, or you live here and you haven't been there in a while, it's always a, a cool place to check out. My studio's at the top of the steps on the third floor. Come see me. Yeah. And then you, I don't know, how long have you been there? Uh, seven, eight years now. Okay. Uh, something like that. But and, I, I was exposed to it. I used to go in there. My studio mate that I actually share a studio with now, 25 years ago when I was a commercial photographer's assistant, I'd work during the day, um, help, you know, carrying lights and all that good stuff. And then at night I'd go in there and frame up work and stretch his canvas until mm-hmm. like three, four in the morning and then go home and then do the whole thing over again. Yeah. Um, no, that's, so, that sounds that sounds intense. Yeah. Intense way to learn, but you but you've now risen up in the torpedo factory, right? And you hold a a, a claim position there, which is is what. Yeah. So I'm the president of the Torpedo Factory Artists Association. Okay, and which and means so, everyone uh, bitches to you when they have a complaint, <laughs> and you have to take care of it. Or what does that mean exactly? Yeah, fixing the internet is a large part of my job. <laughs> the Wi-Fi. Nice. Uh, any any artists from that have come out of either Alexandria or the Torpedo Factory more specifically, have you, are there any artists that you've kind of said have made it that have gone on to be sort of nationally known, you know, or even internationally known, uh, since you've been there? Oh, sure. I mean, one of the biggest ones, God, I'm going to forget his name. He was at the factory. Um, and then Dave found one of his paintings, I, I, you know, what, he, he's pretty well, good. Good. No, no. I was gonna yeah. say, what kind of paintings does he do? He, he did these very large, so they were like twelve, fifteen feet across by like six feet tall, and he would fold the canvas and then paint on it, and then fold it again and paint mm-hmm. on it. Um, he's still alive, but his work is now going for, like, you know, it's getting into the million dollar area. Oh, wow, um, that's really good. He's not still there, is he? No, he's not still yeah. there. Um, when my stuff starts going for a million dollars, I'll probably stop going in. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. But you don't, you can't remember his name. It's top of it'll, it'll come to me, you know. Uh, I never met him. He was there before my time. Um, and the reason it, it rings up, you know, I, I know him. Uh, David bought one of his paintings that he kind of found at a garage sale. Yeah. And they didn't know what they had. And then some gallery found out David had it and uh, snatched it up. And, you know, I mean, he made a fortune on it. Well, that's cool. I was going to say, let's take a quick break. Sure. I want you to find this. All right, so we're back now, and Greg was able to find out who the artist yeah, is. Sam Gillian. Up. He was a, uh, again, he used to, did I, did, I, did I tell you or did I tell the podcast that he used to fold the paintings and yeah, he mentioned that, that, yeah. he, that he folded them. Um, but he's just been incredibly successful, and his stuff is now going for a million bucks, which is just, yeah. you know, not many artists get to that. And he was from the Alexandria area. Is that we, I or, don't, or, yeah, from the Alexandria area. He was at the Torpedo Factory. living here at least yeah. for a while. And then and what then, you said, you had someone else that you uh, thought? Uh, yeah, David Cochran, my uh, studio mate, he's been at the factory for 35-plus uh, years. Mm-hmm. Uh, been one of the more successful artists there. Uh, and again, I used to work for him 25 years ago, just stretching his canvases. And um, but he's also been another one that's just very business oriented. Um, you know, he's he's in it to make money. He has artist passion and all that good stuff. But 
he's got three kids to put through college that he has through just selling paintings. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like he's the, good at what he does, and that's yeah. that's that's oh, the important you should, thing, I guess. And you, should, I mean, no, his, his work is great. It, it, but it, what I kind mean, of work is it? He's a painter, um, but you have to be also. I mean, some of the most talented people, artists, but you know, the Torpedo Factory, um, you know, they they may be incredibly good artists, but they're just not good salespeople, right? And they just can't talk about their work well, right? And Dave, too modest or humble or just David's not. I mean, okay. David's one where you know you get him into your home and and we'll we'll do an outdoor art festival, and I'll clown him because we'll get booths next to each other, and I'll and I'll. I'll be like, you know, how much you made? And he's like, oh, I got $400. And I've got $5,000 or whatever. And so I'm, you know, making fun of him. But I know in the end. So I'll talk to him. And he'll have four home visits lined up. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk to him three weeks later. I'm like, all right, Dave, what's the total for the show? And he'll say $40,000. And I'm wow. like, okay, you got me. Yeah, that's, got that's me again. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's you a know, day well spent. Yeah. So uh, he's been just incredibly successful, but he concentrates on the billing. He follows up with every lead. Um, he's over at people's homes. He's very not non-assuming. Uh, you know, just a pleasant guy to be around, and mm-hmm. you know, and he can move some work. Nice. So one of the things I, I saw in your background uh, is that you also are a lecturer at some colleges. Oh, I did. Or you did it for a while. Yeah, I, I taught uh, Photoshop over at Washington School of Photography. Uh, for a while, um, it was kind of fun. It was if it was closer, I'd probably still do it, but it was just a commute. Yeah, for getting no money. Yeah. Um, and then I did a I did a lecture, not a lecture. I gave the commencement address at. Uh, it had a very long name. It was Boston University's Digital Communications School of Arts in <laughs> Georgetown or something like that. It's like the longest name. I'm in not going to write that one down. Yeah, so. That was cool. How come they picked, I mean, how'd they, they find about you? Just, just yeah, somebody they, knew your work or you would you interact with them on another basis or? Yeah. I mean, it's always, I mean, it's who, you know, a lot of times it was my kids teachers in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Daughter was on the staff there. Okay. And so she was introduced to my work and I, uh, gave the, uh, commencement address, which was not good, but yeah. <laughs> I gave it my best shot. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, you gotta, it's probably your first and first oh, totally. one and maybe totally. your last one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> totally. Well, I would but, do more prep now. That's cool. No, no, I understand. I wouldn't, I would not want to do a commencement, uh, yeah. address to a, a crowd of people without having uh, a lot of prep and or having done it before, yeah. you know, at least on a smaller scale, I guess. So, well, I'm a one on one like this. I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm very, I'm a horrible public speaker and I get opportunities to do it a fair amount. And I always say yes. Cause I say yes to everything, you know? <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it's, it's better to try to face your fears and say yes and yeah. move through it than, yeah. than it is to run from them, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Public speaking's not easy and I, and I yeah. struggle with it too. So, yeah. um, so I wanted to sort of jumping on the the, the line of uh, public speaking. You had mentioned when I first met you uh, that you were thinking about starting a podcast yourself. Yeah. And I wanted to see how that was going. Uh, have you moved any, anything along? And what was the name of your podcast and what was the theme that it's going to be? It's still coming along. Um, I've got all the technical aspects of it together and have talked to a co-host that will be uh, interviewing with me and... I've got a ton of artists to, you know, interview at the factory, but then other artists. The, so what's the, th- yeah, what's the theme of your, yeah, the, 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 it was going to be in the arts and that's, I never mind getting involved with the money in arts and mm-hmm. you know, so many artists think that's taboo, 
but I really want to get into the, the economics of art mm-hmm. and uh, interview people, talk about their work for a little bit, but then talk about like how they make a living at it. Yeah. Um, I get that question a fair amount. You know, when people come in, it's like, oh, is this your full time thing? Right. And, and you're certainly not a starving artist. No, no. I mean, you're doing, you're doing no, well. And yeah. so it sounds like a lot of people around you are. So yeah, yeah. it's something to talk about. It yeah. shouldn't be something to be ashamed of. No. And, but I, and there are a fair amount of people at the factory where you ask them and they'll say, well, I married a corporate lawyer. Right. And that's working out well for me or they're independently wealthy. But then there's also a fair amount that make a damn good living at it. And it's, you know, my friends always are, oh, it's so lucky you get to do what you love for a living and that kind of stuff. I always say it's, you know, 10%, you know, art and passion and, you know, even photography. I'm in the studio working my lights, which I love. And the 90% left is same thing a plumber does bookkeeping, taxes, schedule, emailing people mm-hmm, back, mm-hmm. coordinating stuff, you know, so it's, it's a job. So, yeah, a lot of logistics that go yeah. into it. It's not just doing the art, yeah. showing it and selling it. There's yeah. a, there's a big scene behind it. Yeah. Just like it's being in a band. There's a lot more than just getting oh. up on stage and playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and most bands would probably love to just get up on stage and play, but you got to have somebody. And when you're first getting started, I imagine it's one of the bandmates is calling up the places and saying, Hey, can we play? Can we get on the schedule? Can we do whatever? And, Right. Yeah, you have to be your best promoter. So you have a title for your podcast? No, I'm still working on it. Uh, it's going to be Torpedo Factory, you know, something in the economics or something. Okay. Um, well, you have time. And yeah. you have, do you have any thoughts of when your first show might come out? Um, well, I was kind of thinking, well, I was told I'm kind of still doing some research. Uh, and they were thinking that you get you should get nine in the can before you release it. So you at least can release one at a time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't stick with that, but no. I, I don't know. I, I This is my third podcast, the yeah. third episode. It's taken yeah. me probably uh, two months or a month and a half since my first one. Yeah. So, I mean, it, if you're really good at it and quick and you got people, you can line them up. That's one thing. Yeah. Uh, the production takes a little bit. For me, it took a little learning experience. Yeah. If you're good at podcasts, and again, this is my first time doing it, uh, I'm sure you could do it a little more rapid fire. But yeah. but get three in the can. Okay, I'll get three in the can, and then I'll <laughs> no, release it. <laughs> um, Sounds good. And... and it's finally, do you have any upcoming shows that you're going to be doing in the area or in the D.C. area at all that you want to give a plug to? Oh, sure. I, I just finished. Uh, I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at a great uh, festival there. And then I leave Tuesday for uh, Three Rivers Art Festival in Pittsburgh, okay. which is a great. Uh, I'll be there five days. Okay. Uh, and then I'm excited for August um, for the first time. Now, I'm used to doing road shows. Like I January, February, I'll drive down to... Miami and do six, seven shows, but I usually fly home every Monday, take care of the kids and fly back down every Friday mm-hmm. and do another outdoor festival, uh, which, you know, the first couple of years felt very glamorous. And then the third, fourth year is like, oh crap, I have to do this again. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, you, it, it travels can take yeah. a toll on you. Um, uh, but I, you know, you've mentioned Miami several times, and I, I should yeah. have caught into this, but Miami's kind of a pop art town, yeah, if definitely. you ask me. And yeah. I think your your art is very well suited for that yeah. environment down there. Um, um, so I imagine you get, you get a lot of business. Yeah, I do. Um, and it's, you know, probably... And you get a lot of snowbirds that move down there with a lot of money. They keep their home in New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, and then they get a second home down there that they have to furnish completely with new art and new furniture, new everything. And so you get a lot of, my number one client down there is retired New York Jewish, uh, which is to my surprise, because <laughs> I think of my work as kind of a little younger. Yeah. 
Um, but they, you know, they're going for it. I'm like, all right, do it. So that's cool. No, that's you know? cool. It's good to have repeat clients. Yeah. You know, what not. So, uh, so SARS shows, I, for the first time I'm doing, I'm going West. And so I've got Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Breckenridge, Colorado, uh, a show in Utah, another show in, uh, outside of Denver. Wow. And then, um, lower Bloomington, um, Illinois. Okay. And for the first time, I'm not flying home, so I'm going to be gone six weeks. So. Wow, that's quite a trip. Yeah. That's like going on tour. No, it is exactly like yeah. going on tour. Yeah, um, the Greg Knott art uh, tour. Yep. Uh, uh, the keeping it real with yeah. the po- the rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of artists do that. They, you know, some of my good friends, they have a, a farm or, a, you know, a nice piece of property up in Vermont, New Hampshire that they paid nothing for. Mm-hmm. And they create inventory all summer. And then all winter, they get in the RV, and they hit Florida, Arizona, New Mexico, and then they're out for six months. They want to be out of Vermont anyways. You know, so. I, I never realized that it was such a sort of a, 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 a job where you travel in. I, mean, yeah. I, I used to think you do art, you do at your studio, and then yeah. people come and see it. But but I didn't realize it. Yeah, you're right. It was, it, it, it's very uh, transitional is not the right word, but yeah. you, you definitely travel around quite a bit. Well, there's a few artists in the factory that are – make enough money where they don't have to travel. Um, but actually even them, they're uh, early in their careers. They were definitely hitting the show scene and mm-hmm. getting out there. Uh, and that's, I make decent money at the factory, but I make the majority of it out on the art circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, uh, finally, uh, you mentioned this earlier, any advice you'd have for artists that are, or people that are thinking about getting into the arts or, uh, yeah, I had a young artist in the studio the other day, which happens a lot. Um, and she was, I saw her work incredibly talented, but that's only going to be a per- fraction of what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I got her on uh, call for entry, uh, call for entry.org is a nice site where you can apply to all kinds of stuff. A lot of free things you can apply to like shows, or something? Uh, say stuff. shows, galleries, galleries. Okay. um, you know, actually typically not shows. Um, but, uh, galleries, galleries where they'll, yeah. they'll take your work. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, start off with the free ones. And so you're not, you know, throwing money out, but then the, you know, you kind of get up to the $35 entry fee and then you get into this show and then you got to ship them your work and, and do all that. But I mean, that's a good start and just get as much exposure as you can. I've had a lot of success on the outdoor art circuit. So, but that's a commitment. You got to buy your booth and walls and, get up at 5 a.m. and set up in the rain mm-hmm. and yeah you know. um but again you know it's, it's like being a rock star it's yeah i mean you're taking you're, it on tour you're your own roadie <laughs> you, you, it's like cutting an album taking it on tour with you you're, yeah. you're doing your art and you take it on tour yeah. and, you, and you got to show it off and build the audience yeah build the following so yeah. to speak no I, I mean i think there are very and this this tour that i'm going on in the out west, several people are like, "Oh, it's like you're going on tour." Yeah, and uh, I didn't think about that at first. You get but, T-shirts yeah. made. <laughs> yeah, people would buy them. That'd be part of the art. It'd be you part know, of the scene. It's actually not a bad idea, yeah. especially with the dates, the tour dates yeah. of where you're in each city. And, yeah, yeah, that's cool. really not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hopefully that that, that that'll that'll make some money, more yeah. money for you. You could settle down a little more. Um, well, listen, Greg. Thanks for stopping by and being yeah. on the show. My pleasure. I know you need to get back. You have some things you had to do this afternoon, yeah. but uh, I hope to have you on another time. Talk more art. Maybe examine some more different styles of art and and criticize some art together. Uh, anytime. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can be your substitute guest. Any uh, anytime. All right. All right, Greg. Take care. All right. Thanks. 
I would again like to thank Greg for being on the show, and I look forward to catching you next time on the Jackson City Social Club. Just need some honesty